Potato, Potato, Thumbs Podcast, Potato, Potato, Thumbs Podcast, it's Fluffy and the Admiral playing with their fingers and their nips. Um, welcome everyone to the first ever Borderlands 3 podcast. That is right. We have thrown Destiny out the door. We are Borderlands 3 from here on out. And introducing our newest member to the podcast, Wolfhound. Wolfhound, thank you for agreeing to be with us for the next 100 episodes. How are you doing? Good. How's everyone doing today? Good, man. Good. Yeah. Nips, you doing good? What's Borderlands? <laughs> so, uh, next Nips. Is on the wall out there? <laughs> <laughs> Have you really never played any of them? No, I've played I played one and two with for like hundreds and hundreds of hours. Oh, okay, good, good. Okay, okay. Uh, Wolf, have you played at all? I have not played any of the Borderlands. No. I do. They does the new one interest you at all? Uh, no, not really. Okay. I've I've watched a little bit of them, you know, like on Twitch and stuff like that. But yeah, nothing right now. I'm yeah. pretty much just a Destiny guy right now. But you cool comes out. You're like uh pvp more than pve right right yeah. yeah i get that there's not uh borderlands is definitely the pve element of the looter shooters mm-hmm. it would be sweet though if they had like a crucible that would be fun you can always start a gunfight with somebody if you want that is true i don't remember I, I remember yeah i remember there's a circle but i don't remember could you bring any gun you wanted into it yeah okay it's, it's there not were achievements the same, for like winning duels and stuff like that. So Bryce and I both like we take turns putting out all of our crappy gear as going to be the loser of it, and then the other person put their good stuff on and just melt it as fast, melt the other person as fast as possible, so we could get the the win fifty duels achievement or hundred duels or whatever it was. So there, there was a night where we just spent the whole night doing that because <laughs> we're both achievement whores. <laughs> Uh, you know, man, whatever, whatever enjoyment you get out of the video game, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Right. Didn't need to make progress that night. We just stood in one area and did the duel over and over and over I've again. Done, I've done stupid shit like that in video games for sure. <laughs> or like load in, like dude, back in the day when Call of Duty maps had like glitches where you could just get under the map or get on top of the map or whatever it was like. Just fucking load into a game and sit there and try and get under the tank before anyone else could or like jump into the log pile, whatever it was or. Yeah. Yep. It's worth it, though. Indeed it is. So should we introduce this guy? I mean, he's been on the epi- on the show before, like. Right. 80 some episodes long, ago. Yeah. A long time ago. 70 um, some 70 some episodes yeah, like- ago. Yeah, we looked it up ahead of time, and you were last on the show on episode seventeen. So, oh wow, we basically had no audio back then. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. So we're pretty excited about people actually being able to hear you this time because you know we spent some time perfecting audio. Yeah, fun That's fact: it. we used to uh, actually turn start the software for audio e- editing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Every time Fluffy would mute his mic, you'd think he was cracking open a beer. Now nah, he had to go give it another couple of cranks to get it to the end yeah. of the show. 
Yeah. Tap tap the mouse cage to get it to run a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no man, how how you been? Like, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, I've been doing really well lately. So just chilling, playing Destiny as usual. Um was down in DC last weekend for the uh, Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight. So that sounds awesome. Who'd you see? Uh, we saw all three, all three of the games. So watched oh, the awesome. uh, yeah LSU Michigan State game, the Botech Duke game, and then Michigan State Duke. So nice, man. The yeah, uh, the fun. the final four was in um, Minneapolis this weekend. This past weekend, championship um, games yeah. going on right now. Is there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. I didn't know. Got, got it on the TV to my left. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was still a bunch of shit downtown. I thought they just hadn't cleaned it all up yet. Um, yeah, my cousins got to go to, to um, a game. I um, I didn't didn't watch any of it. I was busy, but that's, that's cool. There's stuff everywhere. Even if you weren't busy, would you have watched any of it? No, no. Okay. I, I, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I really enjoy watching sports, man, but having having the kids, like, I just, I got to take them to go do stuff, you know, like, so they experience life and don't sit in the TV, in front of the TV with dad all weekend, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, anyways. You can do that later in life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When they're teenagers. Well, you're, a, you're a Michigan State fan, right, Wolf? Yeah, well, Michigan and Michigan State. I grew up in Michigan, so oh, okay, cool. for both of them. Yeah, kind of partial to both, but I don't have, you know, I just I'm cool with either, either of them win. You know, I was a little disappointed with the way Texas Tech whooped up on Michigan, but and Michigan know, State, it, if we're being right, honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, but it is what it is, you know. So they both played well, getting to that point. So yeah. I uh, I don't understand how you can root for both teams in the Hill State. I hate Marquette with the fury of a million suns. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mostly because all of the people I went to high school with that went to Marquette will uh, text me whenever the Badgers lose, even if it's in football or, you know, because Marquette doesn't have a football team. But no matter what the sport, if the Badgers lose, the my phone will start blowing up with texts about Badger tears. <laughs> and, yeah, and That's to be fair, okay. you know, us Badger fans are probably rather dismissive of Marquette students as well because they don't have a football program and they're all a bunch of rich kids who got to go to Marquette. But yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, with my friends back home with uh, the you know half my high school went to Michigan State, half went to Michigan. So and I went to school in New York, so I'm not really my loyalty is there to both schools, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. That's almost yeah. better, man. You know? Right. Yeah. Because then you can keep rooting for the home teams. You don't have to hate one except for one day of the year, you know? Yeah. So you mentioned that you went to school out in New York, but uh, you spent this fall traveling around the country going to watch your, your college, your alma mater football team play. How many games did you end up making it to? Uh, I think eight of them, maybe. Um between the, the ones that we traveled to and then the home games. Yeah. So watching the Army football team play, it was pretty pretty cool because they actually had a, it was probably their best season they've had since World War Staubach. II. Era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Staubach was a Navy guy. Oops, my mistake. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, that's not great. 
Can't make that mistake very often. All, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for coming, guys. It was a good episode. That's cool, man. So how many states like did you travel to outside of uh, where you live? Like how many games do you travel to? Uh, see, traveled outside, well, outside of New York, I think three of them. So we went to the bowl game. Went to the uh, Oklahoma game, which Army almost won. Took them to overtime. And uh, went to one of the other ones down in, like, uh, the Virginia area. So Cool. But, yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Getting, a, getting away, like, to go do stuff that you enjoy like that in a different city is always a good time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the army team goes to travels to Michigan to play in the big house next year on the uh, second game of the season. So that should be interesting. Cool. Do you buy your tickets yet? <laughs> I wonder uh, if no. they're for sale. I wonder whether they're not for sale. Yet. Yeah, they're not for sale yet. Do they open? Like, I guess I would. Uh, I would assume post draft pre preseason. Yeah, I think they come out in like. Uh, like may time frame i mean oh geez Army's, okay yeah army's doing their season tickets now in april um so i'd imagine michigan's probably still getting all their season ticket holders up and then the, the public tickets will come out oh, okay that makes sense yeah shouldn't be too hard to find a ticket in the big house though it's 110 of the quietest people you'll or 110,000 of the quietest people you'll ever meet right yeah this is like a tomb right it's yeah, it's amazing how many people they can fit in that stadium and how quiet it is, even during big games. It, uh, I don't know if it's just the acoustics or the fans don't cheer as loud as other schools would, but yeah. I I like to think it's the second, but you're probably uh, safer bet is that's actually the first. But I like I, to think that Michigan fans are just bad fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, not... You know, it, it, there's a lot of alumni, older alumni there, and they're not the most rowdy fans, you know, compared to like other schools. So, but they're loyal for sure. It's fair. I suppose we should probably uh, switch off of sports talk before Fluffy just uh, falls asleep at his mind. Hey, hey. Uh-huh. I have. Okay. First of all, <laughs> I when I have time to watch football, I enjoy it. And uh, I very much enjoy fantasy, man. I made a lot of money doing that. I just, it's hard, man. It's just hard for me to justify like hours on the sofa watching football. Like I love it, but I just, you know. Plus your alma mater was garbage at football your entire life. So my what? Your alma mater was garbage at football your entire life. So it's hard to get behind a garbage school with garbage players. I don't know that school, dude. You talk about the U of M? Yeah, where'd you go to college? I'm oh, yeah, asking. the U of M. Yeah, <laughs> I said your alma mater. No, they weren't. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't watch college football at all, dude. Like, my it's funny because my cousins who were in the uh, Badgers fans from Wisconsin, like that's all they watched, and uh, and all we watched was professional. Like, I don't know. No, it's fun. It's uh, <laughs> I always enjoy going up to Minneapolis to go to back when it was at the uh, the Baggy Dome, uh, Metrodome. Yeah, the, I call it the Baggy Dome. Everyone calls it. It's, a, it's got that like white roof. Yeah, it was great, man. It was like a it's sweet collapsed. stadium. Yeah. Uh, but no, but there was always 
there's always as many Badger fans as there were Michigan fans in there for Badger Michigan games or Minnesota games. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I I mean it's a short drive, you know. Right. But yeah. yeah, it's I don't know. It was a lot of fun back in the college days as an excuse to get out of Madison and cause trouble elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um okay, I guess we can talk about video games fine. <laughs> uh Wolf, are you excited yeah. about any of these super changes or did you see the super changes that are coming? Yeah, 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 I did. I am kind of excited about it. I feel like I like the approach Bungie's taking this where they're just going after certain, you know, certain elemental subclasses. Yep. So they're not trying to tackle the whole sandbox at once. They're just tackling, you know, a couple on each and tweaking them a little bit to see what, what can make them better. They've obviously, you know, looked at the numbers and seen that some of the subclasses maybe aren't being run as much as the others. And, you know, that, that kind of shows that they're at least taking an effort to make it, uh, what's the word, you know, even the, even the, the playing field across all the subclasses. So yeah. I'm excited to see the changes that they're doing. There's, I know some subclasses that I typically don't run that I'm going to try out and see if they've, you know, been a little better. So we'll see what, how it goes. What, um, do you have a main class or do you just play all three or what's your, what's your go-to? Uh, I mean, I'm I main a Titan, but okay. I do try and play all three just for the variety of it. Um, but yeah, but I've been maining a, <clears throat> the Juggernaut Titan quite a bit lately just because that super works out pretty well. Um, but yeah, when I play Hunter, I'm usually like Spectral Blaze, obviously, because that's the most OP super right now. And then I've uh, been rocking Slova Bomb on the Warlock recently. Yeah, Slova um, Bomb's been making a comeback for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the arc subclasses on the Warlock just really, they weren't competing. So, you know, with some of the changes they're making to the arc subclasses, especially the chain lightning, you know, yeah. that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So, yeah. I I look forward to raging when uh, somebody runs away from an arc Warlock and runs them right to me and then arcs off of their body and kills right. me. Yeah. <laughs> I just know it's going to happen. And every time it does now, which is, you know, infrequently at best, I get so mad because the, the warlock's always like one shot and the arc arcs off of the guy and kills me too. So, uh, so it's just going to happen more frequently now. So just to touch on that. So chain, it can now chain up to five times uh, from up, up from one. So five times the amount of chaining and each individual target can be hit twice. Um, it increased damage from, oh, I'm sorry. They did decrease the damage of the chain hits though. Yeah. But if it hits you twice, it's still more damage now than it yep. was before. And they, they mm-hmm. added two more meters. That actually probably makes a pretty huge difference too, because I feel like, uh, that's the easiest, uh, super to team shoot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty exposed well, out there. To Double put it into now, perspective, no warp is garbage. But we'll the, get to that. The chain range is is outside of shotgun range. Right. You are out. You are well outside of one hit kill shotgun range, and you can chain lightning to someone and mm-hmm. hit them twice. And I think that'll apply to like the storm grenades and stuff too, right? Because a storm grenade you can chain, yep. chain lightning with. So you know that might might see some resurgence there. 
Yeah, so the chaining range, that definitely does. The I, I wonder, because specifically under melee is where they say it can chain up to five times. So I, I wonder if they changed like for for um for the grenades at all if it can chain more. All it says under just arc web has like the general general power is that it's increased two meters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be cool though. Be fun to try it out. Yeah. Um, make PVE a lot more fun too. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. already right. running uh, Crown of Tempests and Stormcaller is like my favorite ad clearing setup. Yes. Mm-hmm. You just go might forever. Maybe, might maybe take off the infinite Slova bombs uh, when I'm playing PV. Yeah. Probably not. That's tough, though. That's tough, though. That thing's <laughs> so OP. Oh, God. It's so broken. Yeah. Um, Is it with a certain exotic? Yeah. You got to wear the skull of Dyer Ahamkara. Okay, yeah. and then you get a bunch of super energy back if as you long kill as you kill things. Yeah, yeah. You get your super yeah. Energy back, and more often than not, if you see a group and you throw your super, you have another super. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything you're excited about, Nips? Uh Nova Warp coming back a little bit. Even mm-hmm. though I don't even run it that much, they nerfed it so hard. It's just like yeah, it became a joke, it, and it's like. Yeah. People who loved it, I'd like to have at least them let them have a little bit of fun because it's real bad right now. It is. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that super a lot. I was very good with it. So it's nice that they're bringing it back. Uh, the Arc Strider changes look interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be great for PvP, but for PvE, it looks like it might be kind of fun to run. Mm-hmm. I think Bottom Tree, Bottom Tree Arc Strider might might be worth running, giving it a try. Right, the um, extra disorientation. Yeah, yeah, the disorientation range being greater, and then uh, focused breathing. Um, was watching a video the other day by one of the one of the streamers that was doing a review of the bottom tree and why they run it so much. And you know, I think just the synergy of all the perks within that class. Uh, you know, if they buff some of them from what it already is, I think could make it a pretty good class to run in PV, PvP. Hmm. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to try for sure. Yeah, I think I think that Arc Strider is good if you understand how to use the toolkit for sure. So them, I think them buffing it for sure is going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and get, and get people off that middle tree. You know, the middle tree Arc Strider right now is probably the strongest, just with the ability to block things, especially when you got you know Blade Barrage out there. And, uh, the melee is good too if you know how to use it. Because right, it has yeah. like hella range on it. Yeah. Yep. So Yeah, that's uh that's a really all you see these days because it gives you defense from shutdown supers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um Catalyst coming out. Uh Prospector. Woo. Not really. Uh Racking. I mean, people use Pro- Prospector right now to one phase Riven since cluster bombs no longer work. So Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hmm. the go-to. Uh, that's the go-to burn ribbon of choice at this moment in time. Um, so catalyst might be good for that. That's cool. I'm all about that, dude. Uh, wrecking. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. Uh, hard light and Suros regime. Mm. That's an interesting one. That last one, because Suros right now, 
I think it's in a good spot in the sense that it has a, a good fire rate of fire and has good range to it. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're running a few of those on a team and you can team shot adequately, I mean, it makes it pretty frustrating to play against if, uh, you got a lot of people shooting at you. So yeah, I'd be surprised to see what that catalyst actually does because I don't know if Cyrus really needs much of a buff to it, you know? I don't and, uh, see, and that's so funny because I, I, uh, like I've been killed by it, like playing comp and stuff, but I just, I don't see it that often, but I would believe that it is good. I mean, it was never really right. bad. Yeah. I mean, you're probably not going to, you're not going to see it in the comp playlist too much. It's, uh, it's not good at winning duels, you know, okay. 1v1s. Yeah. Um, and comp's pretty much dominated by your Lunas and your, your Not Forgotten's anyways. Um, and, hand, you know, hand cannon service yep. revolvers. But in sixes, you know, Iron Banner, um, even even doubles. Uh, Ponch and I ran that uh, for some for some doubles matches. And, you know, it was, it, it was so frustrating for the opponents. They were quitting out on us. <laughs> That's fantastic, you know. man. Yeah. I mean, when you team shot, if, especially if, like I said, if you're playing sixes or... Or tours, it twos. If you're team shotting really well, you know people they can't get close to you because Soros has a good enough range to it and accuracy that the team shot will melt them pretty quick. Hmm. So, That's cool. Well, I should give it another shot. I haven't played the Soros in forever. Yeah. You know, I think my new motto is if if Hippo can get um, Recluse running double fucking bows. <laughs> then anything is possible in PvP. And he mm-hmm. like soloed his way up to fifteen hundred. I do so. double bows the whole time. <laughs> like, uh, like not he got like a little bit of help for the push, but I mean, I got mine by getting carried the whole way. <laughs> I like yeah. two hundred by myself, Jesus, dude. So yeah, that that level of commitment to the bows is pretty <laughs> impressive. Mm-hmm. Um. Finally, Zer's bringing random rolls with his armor, which That's is great because I just assumed they were random rolls this whole time that the Forsaken ones have been offered. I was like, oh, sweet, hand cannon and fusion. That's perfect for me. Oh, look, yeah. that this one has the same one. <laughs> right. Well, the, the drops, I believe, are random. So if you get one to drop in the wild, it, it can come with a random roll. But if you're pulling from the collections or if you're pulling from yeah. Zer, they have the same roll. So... It'll be it'll be a nice way for people to maybe get their hands on some of the exotics that they like running, mm-hmm. but with random rolls because we all know how RNG is, right? Yep, and, so and enhanced scrolls would be nice, you know. Mm-hmm. So that means that is it only Zer that's going to be uh, random, or is your collections going to be random too? Now probably just Zer, right? Mm-hmm. Probably just Zer. Yeah, Zer and and raw uh, random drops. You know, RNG. I think. <sighs> If you could pull it out of collections and randomize it, wouldn't that be broken? I mean, wouldn't you just I mean, sit there and farm? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, cost seven legendaries and 8,000 glimmer. Yeah. I guess we yeah. used to do that with phase glass needles and shit back in the day. Right. And mm-hmm. the, I mean, yeah. Think of the re rolling back in uh, year one. Oh, wait. <laughs> fell Winters. Yeah. yeah the Fell Winters re rolling where Bushido spent something like. Four million glimmer in the process of trying to get a perfect fell winners and never did. That was pretty fun. Every day was a different rage fest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess 
I don't have a problem with it because they had that in D1. Like you could pull from collections and try and get random rolls and you could re-roll them. So yeah, maybe bring it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's you might want to make them more expensive, which probably makes it less fun to do. So you can play around with it a bit, but they've got bigger fish to fry than that. Um, so have you either of you guys played uh, Gambit at all? I, uh, I played. I played a lot of it when it first came out, um, but then just kind of dropped off with with some of the travel I've been doing lately and, and time crunch and stuff like that. But um, Gambit Prime, it's I like I like the new format. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to play. Uh, I think that they have some good good weapons that can drop with really good rolls that are useful in both PvE and PvP. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so they are going to actually uh, try and drop those weapons more often, which is pretty yeah. great. And right. they made some minor tweaks to... Um, to like if you get an invasion kill it's not gonna heal the primeval as much and just minor things mm-hmm. it looks like just a good over like a good passover you know if we see these Slowing more frequently down the invasions too which is yeah. probably a good thing yeah because it does feel like gambit prime there's always somebody invading at all times yeah yeah so there Instead of 30 seconds, it's 40 seconds, and the timer starts when somebody gets a kill on the inside as opposed to as soon as they invade. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't, it maybe wasn't as noticeable or as frustrating, you know, the first couple weeks that Gamma Prime was out um, because you could kill the invaders fairly easy, you know, if you, if you knew where they were. But I think as people start to get more of the tier three uh, reckoning gear and they get these these perks stacked up with the full armor sets. You know, if you're if you're invading that frequently, it could become frustrating for sure. So, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind doing uh, doing the work and getting that armor set. But honestly, until I hit twenty one hundred on both systems, I don't think anything else is happening when I turn on <laughs> Destiny. Yeah. Well, that's not a hundred percent true. You piss away every Friday night hanging out with us schmucks. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But secretly, I'm sitting there going, I would really like to play comp. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you take that bullet for us because we have fun. <laughs> no, it is a good time. Um, Stupid Lucky Jay got the sleeper catalyst this week. Ooh, really? Yep. Man. We've taken to on Friday nights when we get the whole team together, just running the first encounter on uh, Spire of Stars. Because yeah. the catalyst can drop from the chest. And this week's modifiers made it quite easy to uh, yes. finish. We we one-shot the uh, the first encounter. <laughs> the week before, it took us like five or six shots to pull it together. Uh, but this time, it was basically no worries. Mm. So it's a nice little way to spend, on a good run like that, five minutes and take your roll of the dice. Right. Yeah. yeah, you might as well. When it's a bad shot like it was two weeks ago, it took us 40 minutes to roll the dice. That yeah, was a but I less think, of a value. I think that was also just, well, it was a bad roll on the weapons that we could use. And then it was also like relearning the encounter because we hadn't done it in so long. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, and out of all the raids, like that's probably the raid that we've run the least besides the new one. Right. Well, 
we ran it a lot. We just followed the, uh, we got the checkpoint at the final boss and then banged our head against the walls for hours yeah. and hours and hours and end just at the final boss. Yeah, that's true. But now my Xbox overheats in that fight, so we don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I like I like this approach that that Bungie's taking. Um, Wolfhound, I think you're right on with it, man. Like it seems like they're instead of trying to do everything, they're just making touches here and there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and they're giving. Oh, go ahead. Uh, oh, I was gonna say I think they're giving people lots of options for obtaining, you know, good good gear and and. It's not so grindy. If you're a solo player, you can, you know, maybe do it in PvP or some Gambit Prime, and it's not impossible to get that stuff. If you're somebody that has a good clan, kind of like we do, um, you know, you guys can get in there and raid every weekend. You've got that option for that stuff too. So, I appreciate that they called out uh, Spectral Blades too and said, "Hey, we don't have the fix for it yet, but we actually are aware that every hunter runs Spectral Blades in the uh, the Crucible." Right, yeah. Well, and at the end of the fact that they're bringing Nova Warped a little bit back, not quite back to what it was, you know, um, shows that they they understand sometimes that nerfing something into oblivion, you know, is going to take some of the fun out of the game for people. So you got to kind of find that nice balance. Yeah, for sure. How, how long ago did Season of the Drifter come out, do you guys think? Like a month ago? It was about a month, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe one, even more, now that month I and a half, it. maybe. Yeah, like beginning of March. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Okay, so we're we're only that far from season of the Drifter, and yet we have a kind of a a new sandbox change like being delivered to us. Mm-hmm. Like if they were doing things like this, like every month and a half or so, like that would be a really good change for them. I think. Hmm. Yeah, but it's yeah. all powers. Like, none of it's guns. The sandbox for guns has been pretty similar for a while. Yeah, I do agree that that needs a big jump start. But they changed some stuff when when Season of the Drifter came out. So it would be nice to see this or even a more frequent, like, sandbox update. Um I don't know. I just, I like the fact that they had this planned out. Like they're like, here's the sandbox, you know, obviously they're always working on what the next sandbox is, but they actually had it scheduled out. Like here's the sandbox. Arc week is coming. You know, that's when we have more sandbox changes and I don't know. I like mm-hmm. it. I'd like to well, see them keep doing it. Plus they made the recluse pretty easy to get. Uh, yeah. And it's an archetype of a gun that uh, nobody was using before. Yep. yep, and it is so much fun to use. Yeah, I I it's... don't know yet, but I will know. <laughs> uh, so this week it was a void burn on strikes, and I figured, well, hell, I might have just throw my recluse on and run strikes. Oh man, it's so OP. Oh my god, it's the most ridiculous PVE yeah. gun ever with void burn on. It's like once the perk is active, it's like two bullets to kill a red bar. Yeah. So you just run up to a group of ads and just hold the trigger down, and they all die. Dude. Yep. I think I created like 75 orbs in one strike one time. Oh, yeah. It melts majors pretty fast too. You know, burns through shields. It's fun to use in PvE. I don't think it's it's too overpowered in PvP. Um, 
it does help you kind of chain together some kills and might might help people boost their KD a little bit, but I don't think it's as ridiculous as kind of like the the Luna's Not Forgotten was, you know, a couple seasons ago when, you know, if you didn't have either of those two weapons, you're just getting decimated in any mode of PvP. So. I'll agree with that. Yep. I think it's I think it's the right amount of strong because mm-hmm. you still have to put in work or your friends have to put in work for you to get the gun. And uh but either way like it should be a little bit better than all the other guns in that class. Mm-hmm. And it forces you to kind of find other weapons that have some good synergy with it. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, everyone it goes in that same spot as the Lunas, so you're not running Lunas and Recluse. You know, you got to find something in your primary slot that has as good range to it because, let's be honest, the Recluse range is pretty short, uh, and it does kick quite a bit. So you've got to have something that can get those medium to longer range engagements. Uh, you know, and like Recluse a mountaintop? Is kinda, no, a mountaintop works pretty well, yeah. <laughs> yep. Is that your current go-to setup? Mountaintop oh, yeah. Mountaintop Recluse? Yep, the Mountaintop <laughs> Recluse because, uh, you know, the, the Mountaintop can, has some surprising range to it. Uh, but if you're kind of run more fast-paced and, you know, you're, you're jumping in the air quite a bit, you can, if you don't kill with that with that Mountaintop shot, and it's key to have a quick access slinked on it as well because once, once you fire that shot, you want to be able to switch to the Recluse. So, yeah. Uh, Get that quick access sling on. You fire if you don't kill them with that with that mountaintop shot. Uh, hopefully, you hit somewhere near or around them, and you've done enough damage that you can clean them up with the recluse, and then boom, you've got that perk active, master of arms perk, and then you can just start going towards chaining uh, against other other uh, enemies. Hmm, that'd be cool. Yep. You know, a combination isn't great. Rat King Recluse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would imagine the range would be just a little too short on those. I think I I think I maybe said something to you when you were running that. Like hmm. <laughs> Well, we got the well, first map we got we got Pantheon, whatever Pantheon's called now, Convergence. Yeah. And we yep. just got dumpstered in that game. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was it was very painful. Because we ran a six stack of rec, uh, rat kings and then everyone who had a recluse put that on as well. Um uh. It didn't go well. But then the next game was whatever on that uh, donut map. What the hell is that? Retribution? It's the Mars map, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that game started off amazingly. The team that dumpstered us the round before all rage quit because we were just bullying the shit out of them. Uh, <laughs> we got four people to drop out and we were up, you know, big. Unfortunately, the people that they replaced them with weren't idiots and they all put on scout rifles and just absolutely destroyed us the rest of the game Um, yeah so that didn't work out so well but then we switched to all of us running thorn or monarch lay monarchs oh my god and Hmm. that was a bit more fun uh i still think we only went one and one uh, in those but dude every game that i had the monarch on and a shotgun i was like like my kd was ridiculous Every single one of those games. <laughs> like, I just... That gun is really good once you get the rhythm of the poison. Like, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. bows. That one's... It, it has nice range to it. Mm-hmm. For sure. The poison does a lot of damage. The, uh... 
the ability to like have the splash damage off of it too is super frustrating. I don't use it a yes. ton, but I've gotten killed before where I was weak and ducked undercover and then somebody else ran out into the open to challenge and they got hit with the Lime Monarch and the poison splash damage killed me off to the side where I was completely safe. Dude, and the hitbox for a headshot with that thing is like, oh, you were like three meters away? Headshot. <laughs> you shot him <laughs> in the toe? Headshot. <laughs> Got that Queensbreaker aim assist. It, it's pretty. It's pretty broken, man. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, a patch fix in the future that says, "Oops, <laughs> we did it again." <laughs> aim assist is just a little bit strong. We turned it down three hundred percent. Oh, but yeah, that was that was basically the destiny I played this week, though. Strikes and our our Friday night thing. Well, by the time everyone's listening to this episode, it will most likely be new super meta. So hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's some fun to play for a while. You know, I'm excited. I'm yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I I still wish they wouldn't have taken out endless um, shoulder charge super because you know I think we can all agree that that was a good thing and not broken at all. Oh no, definitely not. It was fun. Yeah, I I very much enjoyed that. The first time I actually the first time I was in PVE and I popped my super, I was like, "Holy shit. <laughs> what is going on?" Yeah. This goes on forever and ever and ever. Let me just kill everyone in this room real quick. Yeah. I still haven't pulled my Titan off of Mothballs since Season of the Drifter started. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't touched it. Uh and now I'm going to miss out on the infinite shoulder charges. I kind of mm-hmm. feel like I screwed up. No, they they nerfed that pretty quick. It was only it was only around for a short period of time. Well, I mean, it's yeah. still pretty ridiculous now. Oh yeah, it's still great. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, you can still you know reel off a good highlight reel of five to eight kills when you're in your super, depending on how the enemy's doing. Yeah, yeah. Was it BMC who posted a a video of him getting nine in one super? That was pretty frustrating. Jeez, dude, that's I insane. Mean, I was happy for him, but just watching it, I was like, if I was on the other team, I'd be so close to rage quitting. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they start spawning, respawning right where you're at, you know, because you're, you're, you're the only one over there. Yeah. I think yeah. it was Javelin 4, so those spawns in that map are so predictable and, like, so close together that you mm-hmm. can definitely run into their spawn pretty quickly and get some more. Well, I played I played comp this week on both systems. Yeah, how'd you do? I um on Xbox, um I played with a bunch of people on Xbox. Uh Nessie even jumped in for two games and then he's like, Nope, I'm out, fuck this. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, I played with uh Ghost. Uh I was there when well, I wasn't with him, but I was in the party when Gator got his recluse. Um I played with Dex, who is text messaging us in the party, you know, because his mic's broken. Yeah, which is great. Like a month. Yeah. Uh, And then Chuck and Carlos. And I started out, uh, ironically, at 420, went down to 200, and then ended at 1200 for the night. Um, And, uh, dude, it was so funny. Like, we were playing, and it, it was me and Dex and Ghost, and I forget who the third person was. Um, but it was me and Dex were the last two up for like countdown. And oh, it was Chuck. 
<laughs> and Ghost is like, hey, you should res me. And I was like, you know, half a room away from Ghost. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I just like leave Dex in the firefight and like go and res Ghost. It's like, oh, it's okay. It's Dex. He's got this. Like, <laughs> I don't need to back him up. I'll go and get some reses. <laughs> you got this, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, Did he sure have enough. it? Yeah, he had it. He, yeah, he it's, it's up. Dex, man. Dex yeah, it's Dex. Clutch like that. Yep. And then, yeah. uh, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, he messaged me the other day telling me about how he helped uh, eight people, you know, get to get to 2100. And he was pretty, pretty pumped about that. So, yeah, that's that awesome. Was pretty, pretty cool of him helping the community out like that, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, what was it? It was only a few months ago. Uh, where uh, people were playing with Dex and they realized he didn't have Forsaken. And was it Bushido? Yeah, yeah Bushido. Yeah. 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 In all of like, what, like a half hour or something like that, we had bought Dex Forsaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that. Um, and I told him, man, I was like, dude, it's because you're a good person. Like, that's why people want to help you out. Like, they understand, like, it just wasn't in your cards to own this, and we want you to have it and play PvP with us, and here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, you know who I found on PC this week as well in comp? TJ. Oh, yeah. TJ's yep. been solo on his way up past 2100. Yeah, he was 2200 when I was playing with him on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's he's very good on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty good on Xbox too. Yeah, no, I know, yeah. I know. But I mean, he's 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 just as good, if not better, on PC. Uh, and then other Gator played with us, which is awesome. I played with both Gators this week in comp, uh, and Squid and Zan, and uh, we had a we have a good PC comp squad now. I think, um, I think four stacks is really punishing on PC. Like running two or three people in your group or even solo, I think is way better because the matchmaking, like the population sucks and it just, you get the hard teams are very hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. TJ was saying that, uh, you know, even around the 2100 level, you know, soloing, it didn't seem as difficult as it is on console. You know, if you're trying to solo in that 2100 range, I was earlier this week or late last week, I guess, um, since today's Monday, it was not earlier this week, mm-hmm. uh, that I, I tried solo queuing when I was at home and I was kind of sick and not feeling well. And I think I tanked my, uh, my comp rank, like 400 points trying to solo queue. Wow. So Ouch. I should have walked away. I just, I wasn't mm-hmm. on my game and I'm just like, was like, Oh, I got this. I got this next game, next game. Narrator yeah. voice. He did not. Yeah. And have, I did not. I did not have this. <laughs> Okay. Um, anything else on Destiny you guys want to touch on? I'm good. I don't think I have anything. Yeah. What about this uh, weight loss comp? You got anything for that? Uh, it's been kind of a, a plateau week for me. I Even though you hit the gym like 20 days in March? I did. And I had great results in March. But then this past week basically was break even. Oh, okay. I started I started today at the same spot I was uh last Monday. Sure. And like it went all right. Uh like I'm still doing stuff right, so I'll break through it eventually. It's just sort of a 
got to kick the body, try some different stuff in the gym or something like that to, to get the body burning a little bit differently, but I'm not too worried. I still, like I said, I lost one and a half percent body fat in March and dropped another eight or nine pounds. So <laughs> that's amazing, dude. <laughs> it worked out pretty yeah. well. Uh, it was the first month since the new year where I also lost a little bit of muscle, uh, on top of losing fat. Um, which is just because I was in more often and you know, you work, you, you work out that much, uh, and you're not eating as many calories. Eventually you're going to lose muscle, but I'm not too worried about it because I'm well above like the ideal muscle range for like the goal weight. I have some oh, muscle cool. I can lose, but I'd rather not be losing muscle. I'd rather be gaining or staying the same, but losing a pound over a month isn't the end of the world. Um, hmm. Like, obviously, we've talked about, I'm like, I'm still getting stronger. I just don't have as much muscle mass because I'm putting up bigger and bigger numbers when I try for one rep maxes, but we're taking April off and just uh, doing normal lifting. And at the end of April, we'll see if I can get that that bench up, up over, I don't know, I guess I'm going to try for 280 or 290 with a one rep max, see if we can pull that off. That's awesome. So what you're saying is you're benching me and Zan in <laughs> Madison in July? Uh, probably not. But Chuck has pointed out that uh, I'm a tryhard who's you know trying to get in shape for the uh, October Albuquerque Beer Fest uh, roughhousing in the backyard. Uh, I already know how this is going to go down. You guys are going to get ready. You're going to get in your stance. I'm going to see a damn spider look, and run away. You're going to look each other in the eye, and then you're both going to get bit by black widows and fucking die. And I'm going to sit there and smoke cigarettes with Hippo and try and figure out what we're going to do with the bodies. I That is the one downside to Chuck's backyard, is that there are black widows everywhere. Yeah, what? Not, just, not just like we might see one on the wall. Like, there might be 12 within five feet of us. What? <laughs> Burn so, the whole yard down. <laughs> It's just part of the the natural beauty of New Mexico, I guess. Wow. No, I mean, you got to be realistic, man. Like, there was not 12 within five feet. There yeah. was a lot more than I'm used to, but I don't um, live in the desert. Um, also, one is a lot more than I'm used to. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. Like, yeah. and, and like, we get, we get spiders. They just aren't poisonous, right? But they're right. still like all over the decks and houses and shit like that. They just... You know, it's it's a desert. It's a warm climate. Like, they don't die like they do here. Yeah. You guys have brown recluses up there? We do. Yeah, yeah they're, they're pretty rare where I am, though. Yeah. There was a story yeah. from Milwaukee. Someone got bit in the face and, like, their nose melted off. Yeah. That's nasty. <laughs> yeah. We have, um, we have a, like, a lot of, like, wolf spiders and stuff, though. Which Those things are freaky as hell. Yeah, they don't. They, they might not like fucking melt your skin but they're still scary as hell and if they're if they have babies they're like on its back you know (laughs) yeah like why is the spider the size of my hand yeah and furry yeah (laughs) oh spiders i don't do well with Um, that's my least favorite part about skyrim is the giant mutated spiders every time they come out i'm just like now i'm done i'm not a place (laughs) (laughs) so um, getting back to weight loss. <laughs> um, I think it's going well, man. We're, I, I think I really, really, really encourage anyone who has not joined in yet, who wants to 
make some sort of change to like jump in um elmer fudd from uh just some guardians even opened up a channel so now he's got he's got potentially some stuff going on with his group of people and community awesome. and so i like i like how this is this is farming going outwards well like all the channels and all the different discords are reasonably active too like yeah. you go into bands yeah. you go into gaming adventure club you go into distinguished gentlemen and there's always posts in there about somebody doing something and it's like mm-hmm. it's motivating because it just builds on top of it yeah like the successes I, just build on top of each other i agree man it's it's been it's been pretty awesome um i went to uh shopping i went to the outlet ball you went, I went shopping. shopping i went to i, also went I to wanted to say <laughs> i went to the outlet mall and just <laughs> like yeah just mid-sentence nope we're going with this other sentence uh That's right. <laughs> remember this is the episode where i said roger Staubach went to army so that'll yeah. <laughs> i really shouldn't be making comments yeah at least i'm not ins- i'm not insulting our guests so you know it's it's okay right so you went to shopping. Okay, so I went to shopping. Uh, there, mall, right by Mall of America, there is a really nice um, outlet compound, I guess you would call it, you know, because there's so many fucking stores everywhere, outlet mall. And uh, so I went there to, to check some clothes, and we figured if we didn't find anything there, we could just go Mall of America, and obviously there was like a million stores there, so we spent all of our money. Um but dude, I bought I bought pants that were like three sizes smaller than what I was wearing in October, and they fit. Not like, not like squeeze into a mushroom top out of out of the top of them. Like actually fit. And I'm like, damn, dude, this is fucking awesome. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it was pretty sweet, man. It felt pretty good to buy buy much smaller clothes than I thought I would ever wear, and have them actually fit. Yeah. Um, I haven't done the the shopping yet. Yeah, you should. It's starting to get to the point where my jeans are like turning into parachute pants. Dude, and I don't fuck know how it, I feel like, about that. Even if you <laughs> even if you only have them for like six nine months, like just buy two pairs. It's seriously, it's so awesome. Mm. I suggest it. I honestly don't know the last time I bought jeans. Like all of my jeans are super old and ratty, anyways. Yeah, which is the fantastic. Jeans, jeans are awesome now, man. They have stretch in them. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're like wearing sweatpants. I do like sweatpants. Um. Okay. Uh. So to celebrate shopping and uh, being good and uh, dropping a shitload of weight, met my cousin for a beer and a burger. And I had this like habanero bacon cheeseburger, um, and it was amazing. But the f- it was so greasy, dude. It destroyed me. Like I was not hungry for like 15 hours. Like my stomach was just like fucked up. I think I had like four Peptos through the course of the night. Like I was just like, oh, dude, I can't handle grease anymore. It was rough. It was delicious. I don't regret any of it, but. (laughs) Oh, man, that sounds awful and good. I mean, but yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. I had frozen pizza last night because WrestleMania was on. Oh, yeah. Nice whatever we'll keep the tradition alive uh and then i don't know if it was the frozen pizza or i got a bug from something else but i was sick all last night and all day today i i ended up taking a sick day from work because i was up at like three and went to bed at about 8 a.m 
uh, slept till three this afternoon. It was just Jeez, like, dude. oh boy, mm. things went horribly awry. But no bueno. No. Is it like it's, have you become like lactose intolerant from not eating cheese? Yeah, I'm still eating cheese. Okay, like that's one of my go-to uh, go-to snacks is string cheese at this moment in time. I guess you're from Wisconsin. What a stupid right! You can't not eat cheese in Wisconsin. Man. There are actually people in Wisconsin who are born lactose intolerant or develop uh, lactose issues yeah. as they get older in life. I'm sure they um, were born in Wisconsin and they didn't travel illegally across the border from Minnesota to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. In Minnesotans. Although you do live in Wisconsin and you have not been drinking beer. So anything's on the table, I guess, at this point. Right. Right, right. Uh <laughs> That's uh, probably not beer, but we're going to start hitting the scotch pretty hard starting next week uh, for Game of Thrones. Nice. The tradition will return. My buddy got all of the uh, the special Game of Thrones scotches. Like they oh. created one for all of the houses. And he oh, cool. Up, he picked up a bottle of each of them, except for maybe, I don't know who, like he didn't get the Tullys. And I'm like, whatever. I don't care about the Tullys anyways. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we... Uh, so that's, you know, that's going to be my my drinking on Sunday nights for the next, you know, two months. But so would the, would the goal know. be to finish a house each episode or? Well, I don't <laughs> think we need to finish it because it's just two of us. Um, <laughs> however, it is at my house, so I don't have to get home, uh, but he has to get home still. So it'll probably be a glass or two, uh, but I'm not too worried about it. They just build it into the uh, the plan for the day, you know. All right, I'm going to have two glasses of scotch, so I've already weakened my tolerance, and now I'm going to eat less during the day so I can fit that scotch in, so I'm going to be mm-hmm. a real tre- cheap drunk. No, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of calories in scotch, is there? Nah, it's not too bad. A couple yeah. hundred for a couple of glasses, so. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I've been pretty pretty good at keeping my calorie count on every day, keeping my macros on, uh, and it's helped. Like you just, I've not had nearly as many binge days than you know when I try to lose weight and I'm not tracking the same. Yeah, yeah, that's key. Showing up every day and putting it in the phone keeps me from going completely out of line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I weigh myself every day, for sure. It keeps me aware of what i've been doing um cool man well i think you know if people want to lose some weight or just change some stuff about their fitness or being healthy like jump in the discords or join the contest doesn't cost anything right Um, hop in whenever yeah hop in whenever enter enter your weights enter your weights whenever yeah just join us try and change some stuff you know um, did you guys play anything else this week? Video game wise? I did not. I didn't either. Nips. I played a lot of the division. Oh yeah. A lot of the division. Loving it. Uh yeah. I really am. Uh so when we last talked on Monday, I had just gotten to like level twenty eight or twenty nine, maybe even thirty, but I hadn't started doing the world tier stuff. So we booked through all of there and got up to the the highest available world tier before Friday, and then they released the next world tier. So this weekend I got myself to that, and 
now that we're at the the highest world tier level, I can start working on builds, min maxing, and all that kind of stuff. So it's starting to get starting to get a little bit nerdy. I have to pull out <laughs> a, like a a notebook and start putting down my dream builds and stuff like that, and start looking at every piece of gear to see what I can pull off of it to make <laughs> it work. And so it's going to become more of like a job than a, a game. But no, it's it's been right. a lot of fun. Why do you need to do that if Val has already done all that for you? Well, so Val tells me what I need to do, and that'll be like the columns I add to my notebook. But he's not actually there looking at my gear while I'm pulling it. And okay, okay, okay. It. So I need some yeah. way to track my own stuff to make my build what he tells me to build. Got Did it. you guys make a spreadsheet again this time? Uh, hasn't happened yet. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I just released gear sets the other day, and I don't think anybody really knows which gear sets you need to like work for and stuff like that. So, yeah. And you know how in the division one you'd get bonuses for like three and six pieces. Mm-hmm. Now they give you bonuses for each piece that you have equipped. So you get a bonus at two, and then you get another bonus at three, another at four, another at five. Okay. Another at six. So, uh so it's been. It's been kind of fun to put together builds that way already for the, you know, just the other day I put together like my first, okay, this is actually what I want to run as opposed to this is the highest stuff I have. So mm-hmm. I have been enjoying it, uh, but I haven't been obsessing over it the way Val and Gambit have. So works out okay yeah. for me. Yeah. D1 for a minute there, man, that word division one for a minute. There was, it was a nice filler when destiny you know, was not really doing so hot. It was kind of boring and stale. Yeah. Um, For the April update of year three of D1. Yeah. We, like, basically lived all of February and March playing the Division. Yep. Grinding. Just grinding, grinding. Yeah. Uh, It also feels like, I mean, we did the grinding in Survival, which is, like, the most grindy of the grinds. There's no mm-hmm. survival in this one, so oh, okay, because nobody really liked survival, even though we played it a ton. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been interesting. There's still a ton of stuff I need to do. Uh, I like that I'm not just completely putting my life on hold to play the game because it gives me plenty of stuff I can do. And then there's you know group stuff and solo stuff. Uh, that I'm I'm enjoying doing, so it'll be, it'll it, I think it has a little bit of legs. Then the raids coming out in a couple of mo- a couple of weeks, so the eight man raid, uh, Ooh. which should be kind of insane. Yeah, so it was what four before? Yeah, it was the four man incursions in Division One. Uh, yeah, and those even got kind of insane from time to time. So right, yeah, some of them are really difficult. And with the AI being smarter and stuff like that, it's a uh, it's a real challenge. But yeah. eight people also means that as a team, you guys can we can do more stuff to combat enemies. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to playing it some more, but I think this week is probably going to be a more Destiny week than Division week since I got myself to a spot where I'm pretty high level now, uh, and I'm kind of intrigued by Arc week. So. Also, I need to actually crack open Gwent since I bought the expansion with <laughs> the extra cards and still haven't actually logged in to collect them. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid I have um I have a child's 
dresser sitting in boxes in my entryway. Um, and I have some house stuff to do, so I'm afraid that I am going to be limited to one night of PvP this week. Um, and so I'm, I'm dreading having to pick which, which system I'm going to try and play comp on. <sighs> you know, that won't be a problem though with Borderlands because there's cross play. <laughs> Has it actually been confirmed yet? Yes. Okay. Cause I had seen yeah. Randy Pitchford put something out there about like, we haven't announced anything yet, but people have been like inferring from the. The game actually going on sale. There was like two, the, the right yeah. The- there was two or three leaks um, that that were from different credible places. Like GameStop did something, and then I think an Xbox store in a different country or some shit had it, where it said crossplay or something like that on them. So, yeah, I think it's a for sure thing. Cool. And if not, you can be mad at me and send me hate mail. Um, <laughs> our email is potatothumbspodcast at gmail.com. Borderlands drops on 913, and that is the end of me talking about Borderlands for this episode. Uh, uh, we... Brisbane already took 913 off. Did he? Uh, yeah. So I may also be taking that day off. I'm not 100% sure yet, but it does seem like a good thing to blow a day I on. Think... I think um, people have to keep in mind that Destiny will probably drop a, an expansion within a week of that drop-in. Yep. Um, but I am 100% getting Borderlands 3, without a doubt. But I will also be getting whatever Destiny has, because it's Destiny. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten better at balancing games. Uh, yeah. And so I'm less intimidated by having two things that I want to play in the same week. Mm-hmm. God, can you know... I am so fucking excited for crossplay, dude. The ability to turn on one machine and play with any of my friends. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Uh, nice. I mean, with with regards to Destiny, if not so much crossplay, but just cross save. Yes. You no. Know? Yes. Like I would, because TJ and I were talking about that earlier in the week. He's trying to. He's like, dude, you guys got to play PC because it's just so much different. Yep. You know, and. It's, for me, it's not so much. I don't have a gaming PC, you know, and I re- they're relatively cheap, you know. Um, so for me, it wouldn't be an issue of having one, but it's just the grind of having to go back and get all that gear again, do all those different quests, you know. I just, I don't want to put that type of time into a whole other system for it. Yep, I uh, I had to go along the the path of understanding that I will not get everything, but. Mm-hmm. That's that's to play two systems. If I only had to play it in one place, then it'd be way better. Right. Um. So we have a question for you from our listeners. Our uh, our good buddy Laz said, "How often do you experiment with your loadout, and what's your fallback loadout if a new one isn't working?" Is this for me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I would say first off, my my go-to loadout right now, as we talked about a little bit earlier, is the mountaintop recluse. Um, and sometimes it's a little map dependent. You know, if it's an equinox, which is a longer range map, I'll put on a jade rabbit instead. Um, but that's kind of my go-to. But I, I do like to switch up the loadouts quite a bit, simply because for me it helps keep the game from getting stale. And you know, there's a lot of good weapons that that can go in both the primary and the secondary slot. The air until right now, the fusion rifle is so fun to play with. You yeah, because you can 
you can shut down the shotgunners. Um, you know, you can you can map people that are hitting you with the Lunas. It's just fun to play with. Um, I like I like kind of where sniping is coming back into play. I think it's in a good spot. Uh, you can pair that well with the Recluser Lunas uh, on, on certain maps. So, um, you know, I like to try those different weapons out to see what's out there. Uh, my my heavy slot pretty much just stays between a play of the game and the the Wardcliffe coil. Um, you know, they're just they're, they're just the most consistent for me. Yeah. So I don't really have any good, well rolled machine guns to bring into PvP, but um, yeah. So I mean, and then, and then I do play across all three, uh, you know, classes and characters. So uh, just like I said, tries. Try to keep it from getting stale. Um, I really, to be honest, shotguns. I don't think I've used a shotgun in probably three weeks. So just put them down once I got the recluse. You yeah. know, put that down, and and then you know the air until, um, you know, all the hype on the air until once Ponch. I don't know if you guys saw Ponch's video. I did. It was but, great. Yeah, playing with Ponch a lot. He he was actually the first one of us to to really start using that pretty well, and. Uh, so, you know, obviously playing with him, seeing how many, you know, great plays he was making with it, and then watching his video got me to go and, you know, spend 2,000 tokens or so trying to get one. Oh, you're so. lucky. It only costs you 2,000, man. I didn't yeah. get a good roll on one uh, on PC until recently. Yeah. Wow. Um, Jay used 3,000, right? Yeah. 3,000 weapon parts and didn't even get one to drop. Oh, no, dude. I've, I've, he's, I would, I would say that I'm probably closer to the five to ten thousand range on weapon parts and not getting one. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, another one that's kinda like that is the service revolver. The Vanguard service revolver. Mm-hmm. You know, it you do have to grind for it because you do have to get the season six completions triumph done, which requires I think forty strikes. Yep. Um you know, and then on top of that, you can the vendor one is a decent role, but you know. Luckily, I had again there another two thousand or so tokens to spend, and uh, so I was able to get a few more to drop, uh, and I got one with a decent roll that I've I like that I've been using, and that's another one that's pretty good to pair, you know, with a recluse or a sniper. Um, so again, it's just uh, changing it up, and I don't the the lunas I use it from time to time, you know, especially in comp, but it it hasn't been the only thing that I'll use lately i think it's important to to switch it up and then not be afraid to do poorly until mm-hmm. you understand the weapon like right dude uh, our our pvp night on friday like playing those games and playing with bows and rat kings and stuff like that like how much fun mm-hmm. did you have you know that was a lot of fun right even, even losing badly it was just like okay but when i got mm-hmm. those kills with the rat king oh, it was so much fun yeah, dude, like all of a sudden that bow like just clicked for me and like all my games were like 2.0 plus. I'm like, I don't want to take this off. Like, but you know, it's been, I've had what, 12 of them sitting in my inventory forever because <laughs> it's all the exotic that loves dropping for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's good to, to do that, man. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I am having a bit of an identity crisis with uh, Recluse going in the same slot as Mindbenders. It's been real rough for me. Yeah. I've had that mind benders having so many kills uh, for me. And now it's just 
sitting there gathering dust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see, I don't know if I said this last week or not, did you see I added up all of my uh, rental kills and I'm approaching 6,000 now? I have like 5,000 yeah. 5, something across both systems. Nice. We um, uh, we ran across a guy in comp a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, uh, TJ Ponch and I. And well, first of all, we ran across a guy in one match and we noticed he had an Aaron Till and I noticed the guy had 11,000 kills. Oh, so, dang. So I screenshotted that, sent that to Ponch. So, hey, you know, wait till you get on this guy's level. And, uh, and then a few matches later, we matched against another guy who had tw- like twenty two or twenty three thousand, close to twenty three thousand kills. Yeah, <laughs> and it was uh, it was like the year one version. So yeah, he obviously yeah. found it, liked it, and hadn't used anything since. Yeah, the year one version's really good. I I wish I would have had that drop on PC because I still don't have a better role than that. Like, and I just never got that version of it. I just have a shit um gunsmith role, um. But there are some random rolls that are definitely better than that year one version. But I think, you know, that year one version was a really good roll on it, man. It had good range. It had a good spread. Like, mm-hmm. it's a really solid gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can make for some highlight real plays for sure. And it's a nice alternative to running around and shotgunning everything. Um, yep. You do have to play, your, you know, change your play style up a little bit and be a little slower, more... Uh, pay attention to your radar a little better, but you know it, it has a lot of versatility to it. Um, as long as you're hitting your shots, and even if you don't hit all four bolts, you can follow it up pretty pretty quickly if you got a uh, you know like a service revolver or something like that in your primary slot. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it radar is key. You know, if, as long as you keep people at range, you can mm-hmm. you can hit them. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we were talking clips. Uh, our good buddy Cliff, uh, who has been on the phone or on the phone on the <laughs> on the show a bunch with us, and is the uh, the the mastermind behind our intro. He posted a link in our video chat. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, he makes um, levels with Mario Maker, or how does he say it? Mario. Mario. Mario Maker. Mario Maker. And. Uh, he got some YouTube guys to play his Mario Maker level, and the the video is twenty three minutes long, dude. Wow. And yeah, and I was like, "Is this a bunch of levels, or like just yours?" And then I like did a quick slide through it, like in the timeline. I'm like, "Oh shit, they're just like playing one level." Um, I listened to about the first three minutes of it, and then I had to like shut it down because I was sitting in the bathroom. My daughter was taking a bath. I'm like, oh, sweet. I'll watch this while she's chilling in the bath, you know? <laughs> and like, they're like swearing and stuff like that. It just got, they were really funny, really entertaining. But I'm just like, ah, oh, this is, this is getting to that point where it's way too much. I need to shut this down, check it out later. But, uh, it, I want to watch it, man. It, the, the three, four minutes that I caught of it were very entertaining. So, and Cliff's level, holy shit, dude. I only saw the first part of it. But like they're like, um, so this level has less than a one percent completion rate on it. And they're mm-hmm. like, We we will rate this one as expert level. And like watching them figure out the first couple puzzles, I'm like, holy shit, dude. I would have never in a million years figured out like that's what you have to do. So yeah, man. If you got got some time, it's definitely worth a view. 
That's on YouTube, you said? Or is it yeah. posted on Discord at all? Yeah, yeah, there's a post in the video channel. Is it in videos or other games? Uh, I, don't I don't remember. I can look too. Um, but yeah, it's pretty great, man. Other games. Other, other games? games? On the Death or okay. X one. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's Tea Time Gaming. Uh, Super Mario Maker Episode 57. Jumanji Mario Maker, sort of, is the uh, the title. So. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's pretty awesome. Let Cliff know too. If you guys, if if you know Wolf, if you do it or uh, watch it, or anyone who's listening, if you watch it, dude, let Cliff know. Tag him in Discord, and I don't know. It's pretty pretty amazing what he made. Um, should we uh should we talk music, guys? I'm down to talk music. All right. Sure. So. Ben had a pick for us and he changed it. Did you get to listen to it? Because he said that you might take a take a moment and try and listen to it, Rob. I did because he said, uh, "What was the exact wording on it? That the song was as crazy as the uh, cover art, the album art." Yeah, he said some like, "Do you see that album art? The song is as crazy as album art, or something to that." It's extent. fucking wild. Yeah, uh, and so I listened to it. It is wild. Uh, it just there's so much going on in the song. Uh, I'm just like I only gave it the one listen, so I'm looking forward to having it on the playlist and listening to it more frequently. Mm-hmm. Because with a lot of Ben's picks, the first time I listened to it, I'm like, okay, I can dig this, and then as I listen to it more and more, it's uh, okay. This is actually a really good song. Um, so it has. Uh, it has the potential to grow on me and have it be something that I listen to quite frequently. And the song is Courtney Taylor Taylor, How Sexy Is Your Soul by Duck Little Brother Duck. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Quite the title. Um, yeah, it's super annoying. There it is. This whole time, this whole time I have been searching for it. Like I pulled it up previously but i was just like it just did not want to come up uh and it has nothing to do with the fact that i fat fingered every single search attempt that i did (laughs) but yeah it's uh it's a trip i'm looking forward to like i said listening to it more often and see see how much more i can pick up from it because the first time there was just so much going on that i think i probably missed some of it i he does have a pretty good track record for uh for songs and um, I don't know, man. I think there's a good variety going on in the playlist right now. So even even the craziness that this might be might have a happy home in the playlist. Um, God, I see your pick. Let's just let's just rip the bandaid off, man. Let's get this over with. All right. Well, as I said, uh, WrestleMania was last night, and the whole WrestleMania weekend meant that I watched a whole bunch of wrestling. Uh. And it took me back to an album I used to listen with uh, when I lived with my brother and our buddy from our hometown out here in Madison. Um, because it's such an absurd album, we, we ended up listening to it quite a bit because it just makes me laugh every time. So my pick this week is uh, Be a Man by Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, like, is it, is it like, song? is oh, it no, horrible or is it good? Album. Is it is it good at all? It's uh, not good now. God mean, damn it, dude! It, 
<laughs> it's it's overly produced, um, but he spends the whole time talking trash to Hulk Hogan, so it's worth it to me. Okay. All right. Uh, but no, it's if you're looking for actual musical quality, it's not there, but it's a rather <laughs> amusing song. The whole album is amusing. I had a hard time picking which one of the songs off of the album I wanted to put on here since they're all absolutely absurd. All right, Wolf, you're going to save us, man, because um, the ship is on fire and it's going down fast. <laughs> all right, I so promise I... to put one Randy Savage song on per year, only after oh, yeah. WrestleMania. Okay, gotcha. that's fine. That's fine. So so I'm going to kind of go a little bit back into some classics here. Um, okay. Based, based mainly off of a, a Netflix movie I watched recently, uh, which is called uh, The Dirt, which is the story of Motley Crue. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys if you guys have Netflix and you have a chance to watch it, you know, give it a give it a watch. It's actually it's based on their autobiography. Uh and it's you know, it's got some 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 funny, crazy parts to it. Obviously, those guys are uh, a rock band known for their antics, but uh I think it was a pretty good depiction, you know, of what the eighties hair bands kind of, you know, those guys that were just rocking it out, living the dream back then, uh, and their lifestyle, the you know, the ups, the downs and everything they went with. So you know, so yeah, going with uh, I I'll go with the Motley Crue. There's so many different Motley Crue songs that uh, they were pretty good. I'm sure a lot of people recognize them. Um, you know, Girls, 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 or Doctor Feel Good. You know, there's yeah. so many so many good options there. So what what song? Sorry, what song are we gonna do? Uh, uh let's go with Girls, Girls, Girls. Just Girls, Girls, Girls. Classic. Right. It is a All classic. Right. I like it. Good pick. Way better than mine, but I'm okay saying that. <laughs> I, I will I will agree, man. You saved us there. Yeah. Um so which punk or rap song do we have this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny because you know that it's not a punk or rap song. Although, you know there's <laughs> like a li- there's like a little those. like a little bit of, of rhyming in it, even though it's not really what I would consider a rap song. Um so um, back before we had kids, a good friend of mine introduced me to this band and they're a local band to the Twin Cities, uh, and the band's called Dance Band. And, um, to give myself a little background, like a little credibility, I guess I should say, I, uh, I've probably seen literally like thousands uh, and thousands of live shows because I worked at one of the bigger concert venues in Minneapolis for seven years. Um, so that was working, you know, like 60, 80 hour weeks, like double shifts, like almost every single day of the week running shows like in the busy season. So anyways, I've seen a lot of shows. This local band, every show we went to and we went to a lot of their shows, they had so much energy. Like, they just destroyed the shows, man. They are just so much energy. They're such a great live performance band. Um, and recently their their music was added to um, Spotify. Unfortunately, they aren't a band anymore, um, which is sad. But I, uh, I stumbled back across them this weekend and I started listening to them and I was instantly hooked. And today actually at work, I listened to all of their albums, like probably three times. Um, we're going to go with uh, stagger slide by dance band. 
uh it's great it's uh it's about zombies so uh enjoy enjoy your zombie song well that just settles it that i'm gonna have to put zombie zoo on here by uh, tom petty someday uh, you know you're allowed to <laughs> zombie <allow> theme <laughs> um okay so um that wraps I this- up this with this week's uh, additions to our award-winning podcast. I wasn't yes. gonna let us get through it in a segment without mentioning that we Jeez, are dude. award-winning because I that's almost how much it matters the to there. me. Wow. It it it's important, dude. We we were the best in 2018, and 2019's just started, and I think we're already up there. Oh yeah, way ahead of the competition. Is there even any competition? Um, Okay. So (laughs) um, I found kind of a cool little uh, graphic on a local craft brew in the United States. Uh, They did like um, some growth and stuff like that in the, in the small and independent craft brew um, categories in 2018. And uh, this popped up on one of my Google stories. So I thought I would share it since we are, quite big fans of um of beer so in 2018 um craft brewery volumes were up so that's four percent growth uh 27.6 billion dollars in retail oh that's That's (laughs) not an insignificant amount that is insane dude Over 25 million barrels of craft brew were produced in 2018. Um, 25.9 million, and that's up from 2017 um, by, by, you know, 0.8 million. Um, It's up from 2014 by over 3 million. Like, that's nuts, man. Um. So currently there's 7,346 craft breweries, 2,594 of them are brew pubs, 4,521 are micros, and 231 are regional. And that's way up from the years before. And uh, there was 1,049 new openings, like new breweries opened in 2018, and only 219 closed. That's good. Yeah. yeah, so I thought it was crazy though, man. Some of those numbers were just nuts. So good to yeah. see that the uh, beer industry is alive and well in 2018, and hopefully it continues and we keep getting interesting shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on with raspberry beers, but I cannot go anywhere. And I'm like, hey, what's on tap? Oh, we got like, you know, this beer that's not interesting and this other beer that's not interesting. We got this raspberry beer and then an IPA. And I'm just like, dude, <laughs> why does everyone have like a raspberry as one of their four taps? Yeah. Well, it's a seasonal thing. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. it must be, dude. We're, we got the blueberry beers out here by us in okay. uh, Northwestern PA. There's every bar you go to. There's another, granted, there's a local one. Uh, it, it actually, it, their, their beer is a maple syrup blueberry pancake beer or something like that. I haven't had it, but hmm. it's all the rage out here at blueberry beers. So Yeah, I the, the raspberry thing started when we were in Colorado um, mid-March, and ever since then, it's been everywhere I've gone to get a beer, like back home in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul area. It's crazy. 
I don't know. Fruit fruit beers have never been my thing, so like me neither. IPAs, yeah, but like really strong fruit, mm-hmm, not my thing. Yeah. Unless it's a sour, then I'm okay with that fruit flavor. I'll, yeah, I'll try a sour. I mean, I'll try it, dude. Why not? Yeah. Um, Wolf, you had some some beers you want to talk to us about this week, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm more of a stout and porter type. You know, those are my good preferences. Man. You're a good man. Um, Dude, and, coconut porters are my love, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I came across a couple this you know this past weekend while down in DC that uh, I had never tried before, and I thought were rather rather tasty. Um, first one is from uh, a brewery called Victory Brewing. It's I mm-hmm. believe it's a brew pub just outside of Philadelphia. Uh, I've had Victory called... before. This stuff is really good. Because that's right. Golden Monkey, right? I believe that's so, one yeah. of their brands. Yep. 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 But their uh, their stout is called Donnie Brook, and uh, you know was looking for something like a Guinness, and that's what the bartender poured, and I was actually pretty surprised with it. It had a really good flavor to it. Um, it's a little lighter on the alcohol side, but you know still worth worth giving a shot because it's very tasty. Uh, oh, and that cool. was at a at a bar called Iron uh, Iron Tap, uh, Iron Horse Tap House. Which is uh, downtown DC near their Capital One Arena. Pretty cool bar. Heads, you know, a lot of old classic motorcycles inside downstairs uh, to check out. So yeah, oh, cool. yeah pretty cool place. Um, and then another one that I tried was uh, uh, it was called the uh, Left Hand Milk Stout Nitro. And so good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. A, 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 Brewery out in Denver, Colorado. I take it here, there. Uh, but yeah, that one was that one was really good too. I watched most of the Auburn uh, Auburn game uh, that's uh, Sunday, drinking those. Uh, and then the, the last one I'll mention is by a DC brewery called Right Right uh, Right Proper, and this particular uh, this is a porter I'm going to mention now. But this one was a hot. It's called Hoxton. H A X A N. Um, okay. You know, and that's a it's a local DC brewery. Uh, but yeah, that one had some really good flavor to it for a porter as well. Um, so suggest giving that one a try if you ever get a chance to. I don't know if I don't know how widespread they are uh, much outside of the the DC area, but it's certainly worth trying. Always up for an excuse to head back to DC. That's a fun town to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm always down for good porter too, yeah. for sure. My and I'm sad. Uh, I was meaning to go get that that coconut porter again when I was in Colorado in March, and I forgot. Like it just it slipped my mind, man. We drove right by it on the way home, and I didn't even think about it. But uh, when I went out there with my wife in February, Wolf, she knew that I like really love coconut porters, and she found this beer this beer spot in uh breck that that was their specialty oh. beer so she's like she yeah she's like we gotta stop there after snowboarding i'm like yeah. oh yeah dude <laughs> and it was it was great man like we walked in and it just smelled like coconuts and i'm like oh this is a good mm-hmm. sign this is gonna be a good beer so yeah it's cool when you find little places like that when you know your local right and, stuff. and then that's probably the, you know, I think part of the success of the, the brew pubs and the microbreweries, you know, is it everyone gets tired of the the big names, you know, the 
uh, you know, you, you see everywhere the cheap beers. And I think having some of that local flavor to it, you know, it gives you some place to visit and have a meal. Uh, you know, uh, I know when people come in to visit, we have a local brewery here in, in our small town, you know, and that's one of the things when people come to visit, you know, we talk about the brewery, go take them on a tour, that type of stuff. So I think that probably helps with the success and the growth that, uh, that the industry's seen. Yeah, we have a local one here too. Um, like local, I mean, like I can bike to it local. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just, they haven't found their flavor yet. Well, you know, their beers are good, but they don't have any like anything great or standout. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping this summer, like I've given, I haven't been there since fall. So I'm hoping now when I go back, they'll have a new menu and maybe they've found their their flavor it takes a while like that place that was right down the street from me they were not great for the first year or so but now when you go in i'd say at any any time 60 to 70 percent of their options are pretty great so yeah yeah Yeah, i think it comes with time yeah it's all experience and what the brewmasters have you know, they got you gotta try different recipes right you know you don't want to be making the exact same thing as the guy down the street um you know, you want something that's a little unique. So you just got to kind of experiment with yep. those flavors a little bit. So. I think a lot of those people that well, open it, the brew pubs too are guys who, you know, did home brewing in their basement while they were working other jobs for a while. And then mm-hmm. they open up a brew pub and all of a sudden, instead of doing the basement brewing, they're, you know, having to yeah. brew at a much larger volume. And I think they lose some of their, lose some of their touch from, the, you know, because the size difference. And then you end up, you know, having to slowly relearn the skills at that volume right i know i know one of the partners for this one that's down the road for me is from alasian so like you know right, space right. dust ipa okay. yeah so he came from um the i think they're out of yeah. seattle I, he came from that seattle area and i don't know if he's brewing or he's the investor or what, what how he fits into it but the article that i read about it said that that he was with that company as a brewer mm-hmm. master and then moved out here yeah so, well i mean yeah. there's that wisconsin brewing company that's the other way from my house uh that when you came out to visit one time, I'm like, I guess we can go to WBC. Their stuff's usually pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, you know, it's whatever. It's fine, blah, blah, blah. And then we went and we actually had really good stuff. Uh, and that guy came from yeah. a different brewery in town too. Um, but I think it took him a while to even walk mm-hmm. in his on his own and where he was in charge type deal versus when he was part of a team somewhere else. Because since that yep. time that we went, every time I've gone there, the stuff I've had is better than it used to be. Than when we went? Well, oh, God. I mean, on the I same really levels. slept on making it down for my birthday. Yeah, they still come down some weekend in April or May. You're always welcome. Yeah, we'll have to do that, man. But yeah, that, I like that idea. That's, uh, it's a similar thing with the, you know, look, the reading the story of the guys that started the Victory Brewing out near Philly there uh, with that Donnybrook. Uh, stout that I recommended there you know it was interesting reading their story because both of them you know like you said they worked regular jobs and they they both just kind of grew up uh, once they started experiencing beer you know like trying it they started out with home brewing kits in their in their houses and then eventually you know working side jobs decided to work for a smaller uh, microbrewer brewmaster uh, you know kind of learning the the tricks of the trade and then eventually each of them cycled over to germany apparently there's some 
I don't know, some universities or some type of schooling over there that they go to or training that they go to, uh, you know, but has certain requirements that have to be met. So once they met those requirements, they traveled hmm. over to, you know, some of these places in Germany and learned a little bit more for a year or two and then came back to the U.S. and, uh, you know, opened their own places and, you know, from there just kind of perfected their, their craft. So there's a lot more to it. That'd be yeah. awesome, man. That'd be awesome to like, you know, travel around, learn how to right. make beer. Yeah, nice day job, to huh? just travel around and learn how to drink yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, that's an even better one, man. We need to, we need to, we need to key in on that, uh, on that job opportunity. What, what if you could do both though? You could travel around, sample beers, and then grow your own and sell it, and then and get, get paid, paid for it, right? Hmm. Yep, I like this. Uh, and we're just sitting here doing a podcast. We could get paid to drink beer and make yeah. beer. Let's work on getting paid to do the right, podcast. Starting tomorrow. It's first. happening. Uh, so let's work on getting what's paid that? for the podcast first, and then we can learn how to get paid to get beer. People get paid for podcasting? Not, well, nobody I know, but... I, You know, I've been pushing the Hotbox Cats idea forever. So maybe that will. I did wear my Hotbox Cats uh, t shirt to work the other day and had a couple of interesting conversations around it. Is that where the Twitter uh, comments <laughs> yes, came in fact from? It was. Well, no, that, that was I was wearing yes. the potato thumbs, the Ninja Potato one uh, oh, okay. instead of the, the Hotbox yeah. Cat. But it's uh, everyone looks at your shirt like, what's that on there? And I was like, ah, don't worry about it. It's just a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing with the thing. Awesome, man. Uh well dudes I think uh I think that about wraps it up for today. Unless you had anything else that we need to touch on. Oh man, that was a great discussion we had. So it's fun. Thanks for joining yeah, us. I agree, yeah, man. No problem. Yeah, it was Appreciate fun, guys. man. It's always yeah. uh I'm always down to talk some uh some PvP. I feel like so. uh we need to get you back on in less than seventy three episodes. Uh mm. yeah, okay. That was a while. <laughs> Uh, we aren't going to keep the tradition alive, okay? I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on today. It was fun. It was, uh, like I said, good discussions, and uh, certainly enjoy the podcast you guys put on. So keep up with the, the good work and keep winning awards, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know, man. Yeah. It's uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is just like staying humble now that we are such a big deal because we won so many awards. Like, I think that's. You know, every day is a challenge, but I we're doing say, okay. We are probably in the running for the most humble podcast in the industry. <laughs> yeah, I would. I think I, you know, I don't like to pat myself on the back, but I think if this is one of those opportunities where, um, you know, we do a good job of not talking right. about ourselves. Too Prohibited much. favorites for most humble. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so Wolf, um, you are part of the Tush Clan, right? Yeah, I have been for a long time. And if people wanted to find you, you are on the Xbox system, yes, are you Yes, I'm on Xbox, Xbox only. Uh, Gamertag, right. Wolfhound 6A. Uh, is there anywhere else where they would uh, they would be finding you? Mm, that's pretty much it for now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge social media hound. so. You know, that's probably a good thing, yeah. man. You can find Wolf in the Discord. I, uh, I got too, scolded though. today. Oh, yeah, the Discord. He's in DeathRX What's Discord. That? He's in the Twitch Discord. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know he is. Yeah. Discord. Yep. 
Uh, no, we won't. We're just not even going to touch on what I was going to go into. <laughs> Nips, if we want to find you, where are we going to uh, find you? You can find me at Admiral Nips on Twitter. Um, and again, in the discords. Yep. And I am FluffyFingersMD. I am on the Twitters and the discords and uh, playing video games. And we are Potato Thumbs Podcast. That's Potato Thumbs Podcast at gmail.com. Send us emails and we will answer them most likely on an episode. Shout out to Phil Astronauts at FA Ohio. <laughs>